Welcome back to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, episode 108, What to Do When You're Not Motivated. In this episode, it's a long overdue episode. I can't believe we hadn't had it already, but we talk about how to overcome a lack of motivation and how to make sure that you are still reaching your goals even when you don't feel motivated. Now, we don't interrupt this show midway with sponsored ads or asking you for ratings and reviews, so while you're just getting settled, we ask that you just take two seconds to support our show by giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Ratings and reviews allow us to bring more knowledgeable and influential people onto the show for you to learn everything possible about science and sustainability with respect to your goals. Now, if you like this episode in particular, screenshot it and tag us on Instagram to show your support. One share could be the catalyst for someone in your life to transform their body, their health, and their fitness for good. And of course, it helps our show grow too, and we appreciate that. Thanks again for listening. We don't take your attention for granted, so let's get right into it. Episode number 108, what to do when you're not motivated. and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy, and our unofficial co-host, Colton. (laughs) And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about motivation, or I guess what to do when you are lacking motivation. Oh yeah. And I'm super excited for this episode. I can't believe we're on episode 108 and we have not done an episode titled this yet because I swear we had one. (laughs) And like, I've, I've actually like talked to multiple clients. We're like, what are you doing? And not motivated. I'm like, I have a podcast episode for this. Let me go find it. And then I'll go dig and dig and dig. And I'm like, we don't, we don't have one. I think we just talk about it in so many episodes that I feel like we had one dedicated for it, but we didn't. So I'm just so excited to actually talk about all this stuff in one big sitting. So yeah. Yeah, me too. And I know that we've, like you said, we've talked about it indirectly. I know we have a podcast kind of like what to do when you've hit a plateau, but I feel like that's more so like if you've are dieting or if you're, even if you're in a a reverse phase and like what to do if you're not seeing progress, but not necessarily like, well, I guess, do we have one? Like if you're in a funk or not even that? Uh, Ooh, we might have a getting out of a funk one, but even still, that's like a different context in a way too. Right. Exactly. So I'm excited to have one dedicated specifically for this. Yes, absolutely. So what do you do when you're not motivated? And okay, so we're going to start with the obvious stuff of, okay, motivation. It is not something that we want to depend on. We talk about that all the time. Motivation is fleeting. Motivation is that friend who kind of flakes last minute every time you ask them to do something. They say, say, I'm I'm totally in, I'm here for it when they're in the mood. But most of the time, when the time actually comes to do something, they kind of just bail out. That's what motivation is. That's who motivation is. Um, I always like to personify it that way, just so that you can kind of envision it as this person. And what we ideally want to short answer this question, close the episode out in two minutes, is when you're not motivated, what you need to do is practice the skill of discipline in order to take action in spite of not being motivated. But most people don't have that skill of building discipline. So that is what we're going to teach you today. Um, 
And I think it's just important to start with that because motivation is something that will continually ebb and flow. And something I don't think we can even say enough is that we as coaches are not always motivated. And I think a lot of times if we don't say it enough, and even if we say it enough, people will still assume that we are extremely motivated and that's not the case. Um, I can tell you right now, I think I wrote about this, um, on a story the other day. Um, if you remember Christina, I was basically talking about like fitness is not a priority for me, but like, I'm still making it happen. Like it's just not number one, two, three, four, or even five, but I still go to the gym for sometimes even five times per week. I still eat very healthily. Um, and I'm maintaining the physique and body composition that I want. Um, and all of that is just through discipline that I've built over the course of like seven, eight, nine. I mean, if you count, you know, high school athletics, 10, 12 years. Um, and it's just something that you have to practice and get better at. And I can tell you right now, the coaches at my CrossFit gym know I'm not happy to be there every single time I show up. <laughs> They're like, you ready to get started, Marissa? And I'm just like, I'm just here. I'm just here to go through the motions and they're like, okay. And then we get started. And then I'm like, all right, now I'm hyper competitive, but, um, but sometimes you just got to get yourself there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I love the idea of personifying the motivation. And I, I love it because it's kind of like, yeah, it's like that friend who you can't rely on. <laughs> they're just like late or they never show up and you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this by myself. But I, yep. I mean, I know that you're, you're an athlete or I guess former athlete. I don't know how to like ever really describe <laughs> that. I, I like to say that we're still athletes, but yeah. um, I'm sure that you felt this way too. Like, yeah, it's really exciting to go to games, right? Like it's, they're, they're fun. Like you get to put all of your skill into, uh, action and it's just way more fun than practice. Like practice is like, I dreaded going to practice every single day. Oh, if yeah. even, even though I love the sport and I'd still like, you know, moan and groan and like having to get ready and like get in the car and like go there and warm up. And I feel like though, like once I was like, you know, throwing and, and, and doing all the things. And then I was kind of like, okay, like I actually like want to be here. And I felt like time would just fly by and I loved it, but yeah. it was the getting there was so hard. And I feel like that's the exact same way that I typically feel for the gym. Like, yeah, there are some days where I am so excited to get to the gym. I can't wait. Um, usually on upper body days, I hate leg days. <laughs> um, I uh, just, I just hate them so much. Um, still, but, wow. Yes, still. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I feel like right now I have a different kind of motivation just with, which is right. Ironic would we're talking about this, but I just feel yeah. like I have more purpose when it comes to the gym. So that's something that I'll talk about in a second, hmm. but just kind of like, I mean, that's what happens going to the gym. It's like, uh, you know, getting everything ready or just like, Oh, I really don't want to do this. Especially for me. Like if I have a leg day and I know it's going to suck, like I don't <laughs> want to do it. I don't want to go to the gym, but like once I'm on the treadmill and once I'm warming up and I'm like, okay, like I'm here, I'm going to do it. Like, and I, afterwards I'm like, man, I wish I could like bottle up this feeling for how great I feel and remind my, even the next day I'm like, Oh, I really don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely think that it's really important to know that coaches aren't always motivated to go to the gym. And sometimes we just have to drag our butt there and just practice the art of discipline. Yeah. Well, I will also say sometimes when it comes to motivation, it's just a matter of getting yourself there and getting started. But there are also times where it's a matter of getting there, getting yourself started, and then you still don't feel it. And you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. And maybe like stress is high and your sleep is crap and you just feel terrible, but you know, this is something that you need to be doing for whatever your goals are. And sometimes you need to rely on what's called the power of one more. Um, And this is um, a pretty actually researched concept, but it's really just telling yourself, like, I'm just going to do one more thing, one more set, one more rep, one more exercise, whatever it is. And just telling yourself, I'm just going to do one more. Um, Aaron actually did a great job of this when we were doing a lot of traveling over the summer when we would like stop at like sheets um, for gas and for food, we would do like the made to order, um, kiosk. And he would be like, yeah, I'm just going to order one more healthy meal instead of like a chili dog and fries and all this stuff. And he would do it over and over and over and over again, even though he was not motivated to eat healthy. All he wanted to do was just have some good, like greasy side of the road grub. But, um, but you can apply that to, you know, your workouts. You can apply that to whatever it is you need to do that you don't want to do. Um, and you can build discipline that way and momentum that way. And you don't always get that high. Once you get started, you don't always get motivated. Once you get started, sometimes you literally have to carry yourself through like 60 seconds at a time, just one more, just one more. And eventually you get through it. And some days are better than others. Like I remember you were, you were uh, talking about the analogy with sports, like practice, you didn't want to go, but once you got started, time started flying by. I remember plenty of days like that, but I also remember plenty of days where I would be practicing and I just kept looking at the clock and I would look at the clock and I'd be like, is it over yet? <laughs> is it over yet? And it, and it goes slower that way. But a lot of times, like if we can't get present, we can't get in the moment. Sometimes, you know, building discipline looks like that too. Yeah. And I love that. And it's, and it's just kind of like, not every, every session is going to be the best, right? Like not every session you're going to go and be like, oh man, I hate it. And then you get there and you're like, ah, oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> It's not going to be like that. So I think recognizing that, and we've talked about this before in different podcasts too, like, you know, you can set yourself up for a perfect workout. Like you timed it perfectly. You've eaten the perfect pre-workout meal, like everything you have a bomb ass outfit on, (laughs) whatever it is. And you get there and it still sucks, right? Like you're going to have moments like that. And you're going to have days where you can go into it thinking like, damn, this workout is going to suck. And you have an awesome workout. So it's just crazy how it works. And you just really never know. But if you are showing up and like lifting on days where you don't want to lift, like that is, again, that is going to really reinforce that it is a lifestyle. It's not just like, you know, a 12 week program and then you're done or whatever it is. Um, you're just continuing to reinforce, like, I may not feel my best. Um, this may not be, you know, a PR every single session, but I'm here, I'm showing up for myself. 
because my health is a priority. And even if it's not good, I can just do one more workout and I'll show up tomorrow. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And that's why I'm so big on like, I'm, I'm on this huge kick with like the micro commitments and really like hammering that into people's heads. Because when you commit to the smallest thing, and so for some people, that's like just putting your gym shoes on in the morning, not even committing to going out the door and driving to the gym, not even committing to doing your workout, but we're just committing to showing up in the gym and like going in, scanning your key card and being like, if I do that, I'm allowed to leave, but I'm also allowed to stay and continue. Sometimes those micro commitments are the only thing that are holding us back from actually getting the rest of the whole plan done uh, because it's just the getting there and the getting started. That's the hardest part. And um, I also, I wrote this completely wrong in our outline, but when it comes to motivation, I think oftentimes we think of it as a prerequisite to taking action. Like you have to be motivated in order to take action. But those two things do not, they, they can operate independently. You can take action without being motivated. You can be motivated without taking action. I mean, how many people do you know that read 20,000 personal development books every year, but are still stuck in the same mental headspace, right? Um, so motivation is not a prerequisite for action. You can take action on your goals despite not being motivated. And it's really important to understand that and embrace that because if you can do that and, and get yourself moving into action without being motivated, what happens is that motivation comes after. And I often talk about this with like the action and belief cycle, and you can call it the action motivation, action, belief, motivation cycle. But basically it all starts with action first, action first, and then we start to see some kind of payoff from the action of like, oh, I could actually do this, or I got to work out in, or I believe in myself a little bit. And then from that belief, we then become a little bit more motivated. Then we're more inclined to take the next action. And that just feeds itself. And it's a contagious cycle. Um, but a lot of times we just have it backwards. And we think that the cycle starts with the motivation when really for 99% of cases, it doesn't. Yeah, I love that because I, I think that sometimes people think that when they are committing to something. And again, we have a health and fitness podcast, right? So I feel like a lot of times we talk about the gym and, you know, workouts and things like that. So it's like, you know, I want, especially with 2023 coming up the new year, a lot of people are getting ready to try to start on their health and fitness journey, which is great. But yeah. a lot of times people feel like they need to do something extreme. Otherwise it's not worth it. And it's really, really daunting to think about going to the gym seven days a week, you know, doing two hours of cardio a day or, you know, eating salads for every single meal. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds awful. Um, and it's really hard to commit to that. And especially if you miss a day, it's very easy to be like, well, I already missed a day, so I'm just not going to go at all. And you're kind of just reinforcing that habit. So I love the idea of just having those micro commitments. And I have a, a, a client of ours who, you know, said that they were able to go to the gym a couple times a week, but it just wasn't happening. And so we shifted and we're like, Hey, let's just, you know, instead of workouts, like, let's just go to the gym and do some cardio. Like, you know, let's just try to see if you can do something like that. And if that becomes a habit and you feel comfortable doing that, like then let's work up to a workout, even if it's a, you know, something super quick and easy and you leave, at least you're doing it um, rather than just dreading it and not doing it all week after week after week. And so, you know, breaking things down. And like you said, even just like 
I'm going to put my shoes on and maybe I make it into the car. <laughs> maybe I make it to the gym. Like, and if it's like, if you get to the parking lot and you don't walk all the way in, like that's still a lot closer than being at home and not doing anything at all. Yeah. And I, actually, I don't remember. Did you watch the live stream of the um, IFCA event at all? No. Okay. So Brendan Myers actually um, might be a guest on our podcast. I don't know if he'll actually book a time, but uh, he was one of the speakers. Uh, and I asked him to be on the podcast, but something he talked about um, in his talk was kind of just the analogy of like taking the first step and it was a picture of basically like if I drew a staircase just with one line, like up, right, up, right, up, right. And that's a staircase. Um, how he was saying that the first step is actually just a straight line. Um, it's just taking one step on flat ground, not taking a step up. And what you said about like, hey, if you make it to the parking lot, like that's closer. And just like really consider how many wins need to go into you taking that first action that you consider not even a success. So Mm -hmm. for example, if you are saying, I want to go to the gym and you let's say put your gym clothes on, but you don't make it out the door. Let's talk about all the things that led up to you not getting out the door uh, that are still wins. Number one, you made the decision that you want to go to the gym and that you wanted to prioritize your health in some capacity, like point blank. <laughs> that is the first like biggest change that you made is you decided you want to do something about your health. And then you decided, okay, now I'm going to make a plan for it. The plan is I need to go to the gym blank times per week. Great. That's another step that you hadn't already taken. And then maybe you had to join a gym to actually have a gym to go to like, okay, that's a huge step. You actually went there, signed a contract, paid people money and you have a gym to go to. And then you did all the things that day, that morning, whatever time it was that you're going to the gym of putting the gym clothes on, making the conscious decision to plan for it in the day. Like how many things are there? Like there's so many wins up to that point of maybe you didn't make it out the door and you're beating up on yourself for being a lazy piece of shit. But like, that's not, that's not the reality. The reality is, is you've already committed to so much change, but we're not giving ourselves credit for it. And, you know, you might be listening to this and being like, yeah, well, I still didn't make it to the gym. So progress isn't happening, but isn't it so much better if we focus on the momentum that we are building to continue to build more of it instead of beating ourselves down, self-sabotaging, self-criticizing so that we take less action? Like I'm here for the psychology of it, of we need to do whatever we have to do to create more action and to create more incentive and to create more motivation maybe even right and so like as much as that's like really looking at it very granularly it's true and I would much rather somebody have a positive outlook but be taking baby 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 steps towards their goals than somebody take 20 steps towards their goal right away and then fail you know two weeks later yeah absolutely and I think that again our mentality around coaching has changed a lot because maybe like three or four years ago, if someone wasn't getting in their workouts in, we might've been like, Hey, like you need to do this. Like, you know, you're not (laughs) following the plan, which is like, you know, I mean, I feel like that just comes from being inexperienced. Um, but it's, it's funny if you would, if you were to have told, you know, sat both of us down and talk to us and be like, yeah, you're going to celebrate 
a client not making to the gym like <laughs> for a couple of weeks, you've been like, what? Um, but yeah, like yeah. I, I like the psychology of it and feel like how much more empowered are you going to feel if you have someone supporting you and telling you like, hey, like this was awesome. Like this was way better than or not better, but like you made you took way more action this week than you did last week. Uh, rather than feeling like you have a coach who is disappointed in you week after week or telling you like how like bad you're doing, you just need to suck it up. <laughs> like yeah. you're going to be that much more likely to continue to show up and take more action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess one more thing about like motivation is that it is a emotional state. It's a, an energy state that we're in. And so I've also, on top of the micro commitments, I've also been on this journey myself of understanding my emotions and tuning into them more, but also, um, I don't know if I've talked about it. I've probably talked about this a little bit on, on the podcast, but I, you know, realized that through 2022, I realized that I actually do deal with a lot of anxiety that I just was not acknowledging at all. Um, so I didn't know it was there now I do. And then I was like, wow, I really don't like that. So now I need to change it. And so then the part of the journey was how do I get out of that and into a state that I feel like uh, content and confident and calm in. And so motivation is similar. It's an energy state where like, if you're feeling motivated, you know what that feels like? Like, oh my God, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Right. Versus feeling unmotivated. You can probably characterize that as feeling lazy, feeling sluggish, feeling um, like stagnant in a lot of ways. And the thing is, is you can't think your way out of feeling a certain way. So if you're like, I'm not motivated, how many of us just like sit there and be like, well, I need to be motivated. And I just got to think, think about it harder and get my why down and like write down like 50,000 reasons why I want to do this. And, you know, we do that. And then we're like, all right, nothing changed. I'm still unmotivated. <laughs> and the reason why is because we can't think our way out of a feeling. The only way to change the way that we feel is, I mean, feelings are, are chemicals flowing through our brain and electrical impulses flowing through our nervous system. So how do we change that feeling physiologically? We take an action that changes our state. And so something I've been working on when it comes to anxiety, what is anxiety? It's a ramped up fight or flight state of our sympathetic nervous system. Our heart rate's elevated, our pupils are dilated, and we're overall more tense and on alert. And our body is eliciting more adrenaline, more epinephrine, more of the neurotransmitters that make us alert, on edge, feel worried, feel fear. Um, the fear center of our brain is turned on. That's what anxiety is. So how do we change that? One easy answer is exercise, endorphins, but like other answers are things like deep breathing, meditation, focusing on gratitude, doing those things that actually bring your body into a calmer state. So how do you get yourself from unmotivated to motivated? Think about the energy state that unmotivated is in. It's lazy, sluggish, what are you probably in sweats on the couch, like working from your laptop in bed instead of in a desk um, with your, you know, your makeup and hair done? Like, what does that look like? And how can you take an action that changes your state? Um, some of some people might take that and be like, look good, feel good. Let me get ready for work or the gym and, you know, put on something that makes me feel better. But I'm almost thinking of it as like, if you're not feeling motivated, taking one action, whether that's 
drinking more water, eating more nutrients, going on a walk, getting your body moving, um, stretching out a little bit so that your blood flows and your body is actually shifting from a lazy lethargic state to something that where your body is actually ready to, to move, ready to take action on something. Yeah. So I think I've talked about a client, uh, that was in this state before on the podcast where she had gotten out of the habit of working out and was working from home and was getting like less than a thousand steps a day. And she was talking about her energy and she was like, I am so tired all the time. Like I want to nap. Like, I don't even think I have energy to go to the gym. And so I was like, Hey, let's just focus on steps. Like, let's just, let's just increase your movement a little bit. Like, let's not even focus on the gym. I'm like, if you can go to the gym once and do like full body exercise or like workout, that's great. But let's just focus on steps. So we started increasing our steps. And like, even just after a couple of weeks, she was like, I can't believe how much better I feel. I feel more energized. And she's like, I'm moving more, but I feel better. Um, So it it seems super contradictive to move more and have more energy, but you'd be amazed by how much better you feel. And I think a lot of it too, is also just kind of like, Hey, I committed myself to doing something like getting more steps. I'm accomplishing that goal and I feel really good. And so maybe, you know, you can continue to build off of that and be like, well, next week, like, let me increase. Yeah. Like next week, (laughs) let let me increase my steps some more. And like, and again, you're, you're continuing to build off of those feelings. And I feel like you're, again, you're kind of creating that, that motivation for yourself. Oh yeah. I love that. And you actually made me think of something, someone in particular, um, who I was dealing with a client who had a really big block around working out, um, for a long time. And she's recently postpartum too. So she's got ton of new responsibilities on her plate, but, um, she is extremely driven, you know, gives a lot in her job. She's already back to work. Uh, she has a newborn, like all of the above. Right. And so we were just going multiple weeks without any workouts, any exercise. And she was like, I don't like this. Like, can, like, I need to figure this out. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's break this down. Like, what is getting you in your own way? And sometimes when it comes to motivation or the lack thereof, we kind of have to analyze like breaking things down of like, what is getting you in your own way? Cause most of the time it's some kind of a belief around the thing that you're trying to do that isn't true, but it's a false belief that's holding you back. And so for her, I was like, what comes up for you when you're like, I'm going to exercise now? Like what resistance do you feel? What does your brain say to you? And she was saying that it feels like just another output, just another task to check off the list because she's already so exhausted that working out feels like it's going to be extremely draining. And I was like, okay, what makes you say that? And she was like, well, in the past, if I was working out, I had to be dying. I had to be like giving it my all my 120% and exercise could never be something that's rejuvenating. And I was like, is that true? That's all I said. And she just like sat there for a minute and she was like, no, it's not. Exercise can be light, rejuvenating, energizing. It can be something that does pour into me. And I was like, okay. So that's something that was getting in your own way is the thought of exercise. There were some beliefs around it that weren't true that were preventing you from doing it. So 
I encourage you, if you have some kind of block and say motivation to break down what exactly is the belief around the thing that you're trying to do? Like, what do you believe about it? Is that belief actually true? And see if that lowers the barrier to entry. Because what we ended up doing was we just had her do one exercise one time. And that was the commitment for the week. And she was like, Mm -hmm. there's no way that that would make me sweaty. There's no way that that would make me tired. Like I can do that. And guess what happened? She did like three quarters of a workout Mm. that week. That's that's really exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we are 26, almost 27 minutes into the episode. So I think that we should go and move into kind of like tangible takeaways. Um, So kind of like, okay, like I... I get it. I, I can't rely on motivation. Like there is shit happened. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite things to do is like we've kind of talked about is like breaking down and doing micro commitments because it can seem really daunting to have this 12 week exercise program and being like, oh my gosh, I've got to do this for three months. So kind of just breaking it down into smaller steps and just kind of like, what do I need to do today? Yeah. Just like what what is the one thing that I need to do today? Even if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to show up and do it anyway. So I feel like that is uh, a I, I don't want to say easy, uh, but that is a, a simpler way to kind of zoom out a little bit and and well, I guess zoom in um, <laughs> and just kind of say like, okay, I like I like you said, like I can do something for one day or I can do one thing today. Like, what are those things? that I need to do that are really going to help me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the same. That's another one of the beliefs that same person was holding was I believe that if I get started with exercise, like there's no point because I'm headed towards, um, you know, what I used to do, which was two a days and five days a week for two hours. And I was like, is that really where you're headed? Or are we aiming for like two, three days a week for like 30 minutes? And she was like, actually that. And I was like, okay, does that feel like you could actually get started now? She's like, yeah. So clarifying your bigger picture, making sure that it is something that you feel is attainable in the long run, but then also that can still be overwhelming. So focusing on what's right in front of you today and not worrying about the bigger picture. Cause if you do everything that's right in front of you today, every day for months on end, guess where you're going to end up, where you want to be. <laughs> if you have the right plan yeah. in front of you, if you're going yeah. in the right direction. Um, No, I I love that. I think just the power of one more focus on what's right in front of you, make little baby commitments every single day and build momentum off of them and continue with the baby commitments until they're just happening naturally and then build on them. Um, And just remember that the best way to get yourself motivated uh, is to just take an action in the right direction. And that can be the smallest, smallest action, uh, but moving your body and moving it in alignment with the state that you want to be in. So if you are tired and you want to be energized, moving your body in a way that's going to get you energized is the best way to get energized. And just using that as a tool in your toolbox. And I would encourage you to like almost sit down and identify like when, when you do X, how do you feel after when you do Y, how do you feel after? And like build out a toolbox of actions that you can take that get you into different states. Like I call it oftentimes like a nourishment, um, toolkit of like, okay, if I do this, then I feel relaxed. If I do this, then I feel calm. If I do this, then I feel excited. If I do this, then I feel confident. And then, you know, when you're feeling a certain way that you don't want to feel, and you want to feel a different way, 
you know the action that you need to take to get there. And it's no longer dependent on, I'll just wait till I don't feel this way. Sorry, that's not how it works. <laughs> mm, I love I love the idea of having that toolbox and just kind of like different things that you can rely on when you're feeling a certain way. Um, I was going to throw it back to Cody McBroom, his episode, where it is it is incredibly daunting to sit there and think about, okay, I have these, like, if you're going to get started on a health and fitness journey, like you probably have some goals in mind. Like you want to look a certain way, you want to feel a certain way. But if you focus on that every single day, like how far away you are from your goals, like that is going to, like, that's going to be an awful, awful process. And it's (laughs) really easy to give up because every single day you're going to wake up and be like, well, I'm not at my goal. Well, another day I'm not at my goal rather than focusing on the the journey and the process of getting there and focusing on, like you said, like, wow, I made it to the parking lot yesterday. Like that's way further than I, you know, than I did the other day. So that is going to really make your journey a lot more enjoyable. Um, And going back to the, the postpartum example, it is really hard really, really hard postpartum because I mean, or or just if you were super fit and, you know, or you looked a certain way and you let yourself go and you're like, wow, I'm not where I used to be. It's hard going into a workout being like, I'm not as strong as I was, or, you know, I'm having to do these, you know, air quotes, uh, super easy workout and I'm not pushing myself the way I used to. And that's really hard to show up and like, I mean, I still remember doing bodyweight squats and being like, oh my God, <laughs> like it, this is so hard. And like a lot of times I like I would get frustrated and like quit halfway through the workout because I was just so frustrated. But I mean, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? At least I did half workout. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? At least I I did 10 bodyweight squats instead of five. Like I, it's still progress as hard as it was for my ego. Like, I'm so happy that I continued to show up when I was feeling uncomfortable in, you know, workout leggings. And, you know, I was feeling uncomfortable, even at my home, like working out at home, like where I am now, I'm not where I exactly where I want to be, but I'm so much closer because I continued to show up even when I didn't want to and focus on the positive. So that would be a huge thing that I would recommend you doing is trying not to get so caught up on the outcome and really enjoy the process. Oh yeah. I love that. I think that's a great example of just the persistence of continuing to show up no matter what happens, no matter how you feel. And eventually you just get there, but it just, it just requires you to continue showing up regardless. And that's really, really hard to do. And especially in a situation like that. Um, So yeah, no, I, I love that. And I, I think that that's a great um, takeaway that people can have of, you know, when you're not feeling motivated, if you just keep showing up, like if there's one takeaway that you get from this episode, um, eventually you will either get motivated and continue on, or you will get to where you're going despite not having any motivation. Yeah. So I was going to say something along the lines, again, I'm, I'm focusing more so on like the workout aspect um, or or even nutrition. But when it comes to working out, like my favorite things that I talk to clients about is like you said, like, if you look good, you feel good. Like, so even if you like are just putting on like a little bit of extra makeup or you're putting on a, a gym outfit where you feel your best in, or like maybe even ordering some new workout clothes, like something just to like, give you just a little 
extra push. Like that might just be the one thing that gives you like a little bit, a little bit of motivation. Um, so you can take that action. But uh, the other thing that I like to do is having a kind of like pre-workout ritual. Um, so I think that especially in 2020, a lot of people struggled with not having uh, a routine because like normally they do like a pre-workout cocktail, they drink it on the gym, they jam out just some music and then they, they'd hit the gym. But then it was like, I'm working out in, in my living room, <laughs> working out my garage. Yeah. So they kind of lost that. So if you can try to find some sort of routine, um, so like, uh, like having that pre-workout cocktail or, you know, mixing something up or, uh, listening to some music or whatever it may be, like, you're kind of like priming your brain and being like, Hey, like, let's get into the state. Like we're, we're like, okay, I remember how this feels like this is just a routine. And it's just something that like you just do habitually because it's like, this is just what we do. This is the routine. Um, and it can be the same thing for, uh, like when I was working and going to the gym, it was really hard. If I came home after work, Like I was just so easy for me to just stay at home, like, I'm already home. Like I was hard day at work. Like I'm going to get out and get into, Uh, so I just started packing a gym bag and I'd start packing my pre-workout meals and, and, or just food throughout the day. So I would just change and I would go straight from work to the gym. And it was just something I did almost every single day. And it was that much easier for me to make that commitment. Cause it was, again, it was just part of Like it took a long time for me to switch over because I had never had to do that before. Um, so going to my first big girl job, <laughs> that yeah. was quite a, quite a change, but again, it was just, it eventually just became a habit and it was something that I just did. So yeah. I'd say that finding a routine, um, is really important. Yeah. And that routine is an action that gets you into a state. Like yes. it's just another way of doing that. So just thinking about ways you can frame that toolkit of like the pre-workout drink, listening to specific songs on a treadmill, like it gets you in a certain energy, right? So play on that, like know what gets you going and use that to your advantage and leverage it. Yeah. And I have another thing (laughs) Um, (laughs) that I I have been feeling recently because um, again, going back to my postpartum experience, like it was really hard going into like a workout and just kind of like going through the motions. Like I, that's what I needed to do, but then I mm-hmm. needed something else once, like I needed something more. And so what really helped me was trying to figure out like, okay, what is my purpose for this specific workout? Like, what is my goal for this workout? Because then it was not just like me going through the motions. And again, sometimes that's just what you need to do is just go through the motions and get it done. And that's it. But for me, I I found more motivation and I was more willing to go to the gym because I felt like, oh, I'm today, this week I'm working on X, Y, Z. And so that just like, I I was like hyped up for myself. Like, oh man, like I can't wait to like, get better, or I can't wait to like send my coach this, this video and show them how much I improved. And that is, is really elevated my workouts. And I feel like, I feel like I'm progressing further than I ever have. And again, I feel like when you're in postpartum, like you're going from like a really, really you're not fit at all (laughs) to, to where I am now. But, um, that is, has really helped me has kind of, again, it's, I feel like it's breaking down. It's not like thinking about, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do for a year, but it's like, okay, just for this specific workout, what is my purpose? What are my goals? And that gave me a a lot of motivation (laughs) in order to, to get myself there. 
I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I guess the only thing I would add before we wrap this up is I would also pose the question because I talked with somebody the other day um, and she said her biggest struggle was motivation. And then we really, really dug into it. And she was like, yeah, like, I feel like I have all the ingredients for what I need to do, but I don't have the recipe for it. Like how to apply it, like when, where, and I was like, so are you lacking motivation or are you lacking clarity in your plan? Um, because mm. a lack of clarity will cause a lack of motivation because if you don't know what to do, it's really hard to take action on doing what you need to do. So like mm-hmm. everything we've said is in the context of you have a plan and you know what needs to be done and you're not motivated to do it. So I would also ask you to beg yourself the question if you've made it to the end of this episode, is it motivation or is it a lack of clarity? And if so, sometimes a solve for motivation can be outsourcing, getting help, getting a plan together, having a clear path in front of you can eliminate a lot of barriers to entry. Because again, we said, if you think about all the things that you want to do and all the goals you want to achieve, if you don't know how you're going to get there, it's going to be super overwhelming. You're probably not going to take any action. So is it really motivation or could it be clarity um, or, you know, having that path in front of you? Yeah. Having like clear laid out strategy. I love that. And that's, yeah, I was going to say shameless plug for coaching. Um, But we've talked about this before that like, you know, having a, a plan is, you know, you're that much more, you're like you like 10% more likely to achieve your goals or something like that, or knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this, like laying things out, having a timeline. Um, but if you have, if you're like talking to someone and, you know, th- I think the biggest thing is having someone who's going to advocate for you, but then paying someone. Like, you know, again, this isn't just me me and Marissa being like, oh, pay us. (laughs) I mean, you absolutely can, but you are that much more likely to achieve your goals if you have some sort of financial commitment, because it, you know, I feel like, you know, we've talked to so many people. It's like, you know, you have a planet fitness, you know, 999 membership or whatever you pay that a month. And it's like, nah, it's not a big deal. If you don't make it to the gym that month, it's just 10 bucks, you know, or maybe you go and get your free pizza. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But if you're paying a thousand dollars a month for a bougie ass gym, like you are going to live there. (laughs) Like you are going to literally try to squeeze all the value, like get all your money's worth. And that's kind of like, I mean, that should be your mentality with a coach too. Like, let me get as much out of this process as I possibly can. But having someone that you are pain, you have a financial commitment, you have someone who is going to keep you accountable. And like you said, give you that clear cut direction on this is what you need to do, breaking down that focus. So you don't get overwhelmed and really custom, like personalizing your plan. Like you are that much more likely, I think, what is it like 90 to 95% likely to reach your goals. Um, but yeah, like hiring a coach is, is so beneficial. Yeah. I mean, like, like plug intended, like it is the easiest way to get to where you want to go, even when you don't have motivation. And like, yeah, and I don't need to sell you on that. It's just true. <laughs> yeah. So it, like, I think the analogy with coaching is like, okay, like, let's say you're going to drive across the country, you know, without a map, like, could you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Might take you a really, really long time. Like, you know, trying to stop and ask directions, getting turned around, like going backwards, like feeling frustrated and giving up and like, you know, maybe it'll take you a year or something like that. But if you have, you know, Google maps or use, you have directions, you have someone there's like, this is the path. 
this is going to take you the least amount of time. Like, this is how you do it. Like, you're going to get there. It's going to take you, you know, I say a couple of days to drive across the country, like, but you're going to get there and you're going to get there a lot quicker and you're going to save yourself a lot of time and headache and, and frustration. So it's the same analogy with a coach. You can absolutely do things on your own. You can use Google, like you can do all the things, but it's just going to take you a lot longer. So just kind of yeah. investing and having someone there by your side. So that is, that's it. That's, that's my spiel for coaching. Yeah. I mean, you can always make money back by working, but you can't get time back. So yeah, I love that. But hopefully you guys now have some uh, actual takeaways if you are feeling unmotivated and hopefully you can use this going into the new year and make some progress towards your goals. But um, we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn Fit. Marissa is at Marissa Roy Fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening and we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.